So my guest today, you guys, is in his first year in real estate. He's already closed 28 transactions, currently has eight pending, which, Justin, they're all going to close, let's be honest. And that will put you at 34 closings in your first year in real estate. So first and foremost, welcome to the show. I am excited to unpack your story for the audience, but I appreciate you jumping on with me today. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. For sure. So real quick, you got licensed in September 2021. And which market are you in? I'm in the Pittsburgh area, Pennsylvania. Um, we're based in Catanning, PA, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. Awesome. Very cool. And so off air, you were telling me, you know, you were a teacher, uh, which yes, to your point, that was what I wanted to do my whole life. I just didn't know that I was going to be teaching and coaching in the real estate space. But tell us about your, your past life and, and what led you into real estate. Yeah, I, I was a teacher for nine years and I got a job right out of college. Um, I was a music teacher and I directed choirs, directed musicals, and uh, I worked in the Pittsburgh area. And, you know, after the years, I, I started thinking to myself, you know, it might be time for a change. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, you know, looking back and, you know, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law are in real estate and they mentioned to me, you know, Justin, we'd love to have you. They're very successful realtors, um, top in our brokerage for our team. And I just went and I started listening to them. They told me everything that they knew, took me under their wing. And of course, I've been watching all of your videos as well. Uh, you're a phenomenal, phenomenal coach. And I really appreciate everything you do for us, uh, posting to YouTube and all the content you do as well. Yeah, well, I appreciate the kind words and thank you so much. And the industry is lucky to have people like yourself. So let's unpack the entire business. So the audience has some, hopefully pages and pages of some great takeaways, which I know they will. So you have been able to do something, Justin, quite frankly, that most agents aren't able to do in their first year. I mean, you are having a great first year, 28 closings. Let's first talk about what is the lead generation strategy to generate the business? Yeah, so um, I am, for, first and foremost, I'm all into the for sale by owners. I'm all in. Um, that is my primary source of business. Uh, I prospect daily. Uh, Probably not the amount of contacts that I would, you know, I should be doing, um, but I'm, you know, maybe 20, 20 conversations a day. That's great. Um, and I want to say that's four to five days a week. I'm not working weekend. You know, I'm doing showings on weekends, but I'm not working or prospecting on the weekends. Um, I'm having those conversations at a high level. I'm asking a lot of engaging questions to these people. Uh, I started when I first started course, when you first get on the phone with a for sale by owner, you don't really know what you're doing. You know, you're just having that conversation like, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, so I started with just one of your scripts, actually. Um, and as time went on, I just got a little bit better at making it more organic and a conversation and connecting with people, you know, just being able to have those conversations coming from a place of value, you know, just being able to create value for these people. Because here's the thing, you know, for sale by owners, you know, they really, a lot of them really need us. And once they realize, you know, and I have the proof in my numbers, you know, I'm selling them, you know, for higher than what they were listing them for. Sometimes, you know, they don't realize what their property is worth. So when you go to these appointments and you meet these people, or if you have these phone calls with these uh, for sale by owners and you do comparative market analysis on their property, 
you have questions for them, you go and you take a look and you maybe, you know, a lot of times these for sale by owners, you know, they do a lot of beautiful updates to their home. So they don't realize that that's going to increase the value of their home if they have brand new appliances, brand new windows, brand new roof, all these things that they've done to their property. So, you know, we can give them a comparative market analysis at a high level, put together a great listing presentation for these sellers and create a value proposition that I think is irresistible. Yeah, that's amazing, Justin. And and so what would you say, what percentage of your business is for sale by owners versus sphere of influence versus give us a, a... like break down all your different lead sources and then maybe where most of the business comes from today. I know you said most is coming from Fizbo's now. 100%. I would say about 50% of all of my business is directly correlated for sale by owners. Got it. Um, and, and, and the leads that come off of them, you know, because when I realized very quickly on, because I'm still a newer agent, I'm still learning a lot. I have so much that I don't know. Um, but you know, these for sale by owners, you know, you list the property and you'll get a lot of buyers that way too. That's right. You know, people are calling into your, pro- you know, to inquire about the property. Maybe they don't have an agent. So, you know, I'm doing a lot on the buy side as well. And a lot of that is just people that I'm meeting through these for sale by owners. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And then the sphere just expands from there, you know, because if you stay in contact with these people, because I'm very quickly realizing that, you know, it, this is not a churn and burn business, you yeah. know, and I'm learning that from you. I'm learning that from my brokerage that, you know, these are people that you want to stay in contact with forever. 100%. We have to treat the business the same way a CPA does or a financial planner or an insurance agent does and build a book of business so that we don't have to keep turning and burning. We can build a clientele that we serve for our entire career that serve us right back. So, so that makes a lot of sense. One of the things that I talk about quite a bit is focusing primarily on building a listing-based business because that's how you will generate the best, highest qualified buyer business. And that sounds like exactly what's happened to you in your first year. Is that right? 100%. And, you know, the for sale by owners, and I do have a sphere, you know, I have a lot of contacts and education as a teacher that I was. Um, I'm helping a lot of, you know, former colleagues, uh, board members, things like that. So I would say about 30% of my business is coming from sphere. Great. Um, and I'm just very fortunate to know a lot of people in that sphere. And I would say about 20% is, you know, you know, just paid leads, you know, like Zillow, things of that nature. Um, we have a small budget for that. And, you know, we pick up some buyers and some listings that way too. I love it. I love it. Very cool. All right. Awesome. So what is it like your in-laws and your brokerage, what are they thinking about the level at which you're producing, Justin? Because I'm, I'm sure they tell you, hey, uh, it's not normal to have agents come in their first year and do 35, 40 deals in their first year. Are they traditional like sales people that prospect every day, like you're learning how to do, or are they like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what you're doing. That's a great question. And I think about half of them are just completely bewildered and shocked. Yeah. And, but we do have some people and I work with Remax. Um, and, uh, great company. We had, yeah, absolutely. We had some people that came in and, uh, during our training, because they had a great training program for new agents that I took uh, full advantage of. And they had a couple people that came in and they were, you know, to use your lingo, uh, talking about the outbound sales business that we're in and took the mindset and the framework sort of similar to what you teach and coach your clients to do where, you know, they're calling expireds, they're calling FISBOs, they're calling, 
you know, they're talking about niche and getting a niche and, and focusing on that. And for me personally, you know, I, I just want to focus on one thing and be really good at it versus doing a lot of different things before I decide to really branch out and do more things. Super smart, right? We talk about it all the time, niching down to blow up your business where most agents want to go super wide because they have a scarcity mindset and they end up with nothing, chasing a bunch of squirrels, catching none. So in your opinion, you're in your first year in this industry. To your point, you had a lot of agents that started with you. 50% are, are bought in to the fact that we are in an outbound sales business. And maybe the other 50% or I would even argue higher, refuse to accept that, Justin. And so why do you think, because all the evidence is around us. I mean, there are guys like you and there are thousands of us that have built our business successfully with a proven strategy that works. Why do you believe that so many people in our industry refuse to accept that this is in fact an outbound business, regardless if you're going direct to the consumer or if you're buying leads, you still have to be the one to initiate conversation. So whether you're marketing, advertising, or direct outbound prospecting, it's still an outbound effort. So what are your thoughts on that? You're 100% right. And I think that a lot of agents are, you know, taking the path of least resistance, mm. you know, and a lot of times, you know, it's a lot easier to, you know, make a Facebook post or, you know, do this or do that and feel like you're being productive. Where in reality, um, you know, I don't know anybody else at my brokerage, you know, doing what I'm doing in my first year. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a whole episode in and of itself of, of why they refuse to do the work. But do you think that there is any chance, and I want your brutal honest uh, honesty here, which I know you will give us. Do you think there is any chance that you would be at the level of production you're at in your first year if you did not treat this as an outbound business and you just focused on all inbound strategies? So just social media and waiting for business to find you. Is there any chance that you think you'd be where you're at now? Zero percent. Yeah. Zero percent. Because these people didn't even reach out to me, you know, my sphere, they didn't even realize, you know, that I was fully in real estate and being productive until I started working with all these for sale by owners and people and building my business. Because they saw you, you started becoming top of mind. You started to build that uh, a name for yourself. And so anyway, I, I just really, I, the reason I asked that question, Justin, is for every new real estate agent that might watch this episode or listen to this episode, I really want them to understand because it's so painful for me to watch on the coaching side. So many great people get our in, in, into the industry and then they try to bounce around from all these shiny objects and they just have to get back to basics, execute on the fundamentals, treat it like an outbound sales business and amazing things start to happen. And so that's why I like to go deep on that. So let's talk about strategy for a second. So a lot of your business is coming from for sale by owners. You got into it a little bit, but what did you learn about communicating with for sale by owners in terms of maybe what you've learned through um, the work that I do and, and specifically the difference between, I think, what is being taught out there to go out there and pressure people to list their home versus taking the uh, approach of serving them as their agent before they need one so that when they need one, you become the obvious choice. I really want you to unpack how that's worked for you. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, when I first started doing this, 
these calls and these outbound prospecting, you know, I was new. I didn't know a lot. I just thought, you know, rather than continue to learn, let's get in and let's just dig down and do it. You know, so I, I read your scripts and, you know, got hung up on, you know, people didn't really, you know, you sound scripted, you sound like a sales, you know, you're just trying to pressure them into, you know, pressure them into list getting a listing. And that's really not what it's about. And it shouldn't be about that. You know, why we're doing this is to help people. And that is our sole focus in this job. And that's my sole focus is to serve. You know, I got into this business because I love helping people. You know, and like I said in the very beginning, sellers, a lot of them need our help. And sometimes, you know, they need help with pricing. Maybe they need help with marketing their property. Maybe they need help with taking uh, better pictures of their property. Maybe they need uh, some guidance as to, you know, strategies. Maybe they want to list a little bit lower in the market and get a lot of offers. Or maybe they want to list higher you know, and just unpacking that for them, the whole process, how this is going to work and, and just providing value. Yeah. You know, what we need is a value proposition. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in a second. So yeah, you're, you're hitting it. And the thing that I think most agents will learn as they grow their career is that there's a couple, you know, nothing is binary, right? Like there is no black and white, you know, um, And one of the things that I really focus on when I try to teach and coach a real estate agent on really how to be of service, because there's, there's a, there's a fact, there's something at play here that they don't realize. And that is, and now you know this, Justin, I want your thoughts on this. The reality and the likelihood of us calling a stranger out of the blue, going there to meet with them at the first meeting and them giving us their business is so unlikely, number one. Number two, we're talking to people um, that are further up the funnel. So they're on their journey of selling a property anyways. And so the thought and idea of hiring a real estate agent, they're just not there yet. So why would we, knowing those two facts, why would we try to fast track it? It just leads to them pushing back losing the relationship and you never getting anything. So talk about that. 100%. You know, just going back to what I said before, this is about them. This is not about us. This is not about how much business, you know, we're in this business, you know, because, you know, we love it. But at the end of the day, we're here to help them, you know? So there's a lot of times where a seller might not be ready and we need to respect that and stay top of mind until they are ready. Yeah. And, you know, for per- perfect example, my best listing, you know, that that I'm getting this week, uh, I've been talking to her from the very beginning, yep. the very beginning, and it's going to be an $850,000 house and, and she he, just wasn't ready. That's right. And, and that brings me right into my next point, which is lead follow-up, right? So strategically, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would assume your process looks something like this. You make outbound prospecting, uh, uh, you have conversations every day, 20 a day, you said, right? Which is a great number, by the way. 100, 100 or so a week, 400 or so per month, which is 5,000 a year. That's a great foundational business. Now, your goal with that, we call it lead generation. So you're looking for opportunities to go and meet with people. You make a great first impression, and then most of the business actually comes through lead follow-up. Is that correct? I'd say 90 to 95%. Only one time where it happened where I brought a buyer to a FISBO. And, you know, I said, you know, had the conversation with them. They didn't end up buying it. And they actually called me and said, hey, you know, I think we need to list this property. That was the only time. 
Yeah. You know, and I consider that a bonus. You know, it's just a nice bonus. So, so 35, you'll probably end up, I don't know where you're going to end up in 2022, but you know, 35, 40, 45 deals, some, who knows, right? Uh, you're doing really well. 90 to 95% come through lead follow-up. So this means, in other words, there's some advice being given out there that, hey, if this person's not ready to list their home today, just throw that lead in the garbage. I think it's the worst advice given because we're sitting here having a conversation with you, an agent in his first year, that will probably be amongst the top 1% of producers in your first year in this industry doing the exact opposite of that common advice. So talk to us about your lead follow-up approach and what's working for you. Oh, that, that is the secret right there. If, the, if you know, people watching this, if you're going to listen to anything, I think this is really what, you know, the most important piece, because in the beginning I was terrible at it. I was terrible. You know, well, like, yeah. Lead, leads falling through the cracks. You didn't have a system. Oh, nothing was, was organized. I wasn't yeah. organized, you know, things, you know, I'm making calls, I'm excited, you know, and all this stuff's happening, yeah. but you know, you know, for what, you know, so everybody I have, it goes into CRM. We use Bouge at um, Remax. And we, I, you know, and not only just the emails or the drip campaigns, I'm calling these people once a month. I'm sending them text messages. I'm sending them video texts. I'm emailing them. I am in, and that has been successful in the sense that not everybody responds the same to every single form of communication. That's right. You know, and if you're hitting them in different set, you know, ways, you know, whether you're, you're texting them, you're calling them. Um, and you, you don't want to bother people. You know, if somebody says that I'm not ready, please let me know in three months, then I'm going to let you know in, you know, three months and I'm going to follow up with you then. And I respect that. And that's just my opinion. Um, I love it. You know, now, now, do you, you go, well, I was going to say, do you take a systematic, uh, a systematic approach to all of that? Or is it like when you remember, like, do you have sticky notes all over the car and the house? like, oh, I got to call Bob and send text to Susie. I would imagine you have a system and a process around your communication plan. And to your point, I think that the lead follow-up is the start of the relationship building process so that the homeowner can see, is this the type of person that I could see myself working with in the future? So talk about your system around communication. Yeah, my system right now, it is Google Sheets. And I, I have my CRM that runs my drip campaigns that does all that stuff. They're in there, you know, but as far as the text messaging, the phone calls, uh, the video texts, I have those typically, and I, I kind of gauge every lead a little bit differently depending on where they're at. You know, are they going to yep. list their property next month? Potentially. Are they going to list their property in six months? Are they going to list their property in 12 months? Those all look a little different to how I approach them. Um, like I have a, a lead right now. He's fantastic. He's an orthopedic surgeon. He's going to be a really big buyer, but he's, you know, he's, he's going to take some time to really nurture that. Absolutely. Lead. Yeah. And, and he's told me, he said, when the time comes, you're my agent, you know, just get, check in with me every couple of months. I love it. And he, and he drove that conversation for me and I'm here to serve. And that was a key, key nugget. I mean, I almost want you, we could, what you just said, I talk about micro commitments and the prospects should be driving our lead follow-up activities we should not be forcing leads into the CRM that never want to hear from us. And you, yep. so you just went over that, uh, but hopefully the audience picked that up, Justin. Prospects set the next step in the process and we're just respecting their wishes because we're, we're uh, starting to build that relationship. All right, so through lead follow-up, 
right? You're staying top of mind. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of key things that agents all have questions on. And you probably did too. One, one is, what is the, and I, I know it might be a guess, but I want your best guess. What is the time frame from initial conversation with the for sale by owner until the time maybe you're interviewing to help them get their property on the market officially? Yeah, it just depends. Um, but it's always in follow-up. I've never had a for sale by owner where you call them that first time, you have that conversation. They said, yeah, come list my property. That's never happened. For sure. Typically what it is, is, you know, I take the approach of, you know, I, I encourage you, I support for sale by owners. and want you to sell this property on your own if you can. Uh, in the instance that you can't, um, in say maybe 14 to 30 days, would you be interested in the idea of working with an agent? And from that point, I usually let that play out. And if the property is still available, at that point, they're generally usually ready to meet with me. Um, I'll have that meeting with the person. I, I tell them, you know, I don't want you to sign anything. This is just my philosophy. You know, I'm not there to do that. I'm just there to present you some information, provide some value to you, give you a comparative market analysis. I don't ever give the price at the property when I'm there. I take pictures on my cell phone, not listing pictures, just yep. some general pictures. I'll go back home, do my research, do this, you know, as a professional and present the information a day later and say, here's what I, you know, I developed for you. You know, when you're ready to list your property or if you feel like this is the right plan for you, please call me and let me know. Amazing. Justin, just the, not only what you're doing, the way you articulated that is just almost textbook, you know? And so kudos to you. You should be so proud because you're serving people at such a high level. And it's becoming obvious because people in your market are taking you up on the marketing analysis, right? So you go meet with them. You, you're there to understand how can I serve this person? We're not giving prices there. We're not trying to pitch. We're not trying to convince. We're not trying to pressure. We're not trying to do any of that. We're really taking an approach to say, okay, here's how I would handle the sale of your home from, from a, a marketing standpoint. You follow back up and say, here's my plan. Uh, I'd love to be of service if you find value in the plan. So you said about 14 to 30 days is the conversion cycle on average. I know we're just guessing, but high level, mm -hmm. two, two, two to four weeks in this market is what you're finding from initial conversation to listing opportunity. Would that be fair? That's very fair. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're seeing too. Now, what is the tipping point in lead follow-up that gets you the actual listing? Now, what I mean by that is this, through all of these activities that you're talking about, do most of your listings come through, well, Justin, thank you so much for following up. I love the meeting. Come list my house. Just come, come list me. Or is it like, hey, we'd like to meet with you. And then you're setting up an actual interview. It really depends. You know, some I'm starting to discover that because I'm on like the, uh, four different counties yeah. where I live right here. Certain areas are using our, you know, the outbound sales because I'm learning that these are the people that I'm up against. That's right. You know, because these are people that are doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And and then there are other areas where I'm like, well, nobody's really over here. You know, this yeah. is my spot. You know, so it really depends on, first of all, are there other agents involved? Or am I the only one that's doing this? Because in a lot of cases, I am. Yeah. And it just depends. Um, sometimes there's been 50 realtors that have called this FISBO. Yeah. You know, it, it really depends on the area and where they are. And whenever there have been times where I've been up against other agents and I've gotten the listing. And it just Got is it. a matter of, you know, a value proposition. Yeah. And 
what I hear from sellers is that it sounds to me like you're just a genuine, nice person that wants to help us. And that's what they want. I love it. I love it. So it's just probably 50-50 through lead follow-up. Sometimes they say, uh, and really what I'm asking is like through the conversations of lead follow-up, how the conversations get you to the listing opportunity. Because sometimes through lead follow-up, that's enough to win the business by itself. So sometimes, right, we experience agents and myself in my career where they're just like, come on over. We love you. Come list it. We can't do this. That's a come list me call. Other times it's like, hey, you know, I appreciate you staying top of mind. We'd like to meet with you and see what you can do for us. Right. So, so I guess that's what I'm asking is of the come list me business versus like come meet with us business. Would you say it's maybe 50 50 or would you say it weighs on one side or the other? Well, how I approach it is I like to go in with the idea of just providing you with a comparative market analysis and seeing if it makes sense. Yeah. You know, because right now they're selling for sale, for sale by owner. Yeah. And I support that. And I want them to know that from the very beginning, that if it makes more sense for you to sell this property on your own and get it sold and, and take care of that, that's great. That's what you're here to do. You know, but if it makes more sense, if I think that I can make you more money and and believe me, I don't want to waste your time as, as a seller of this property. That's you right. know, I'm really here just to see if I can provide value. Because there's been times where I've gone into a house and I've said, you know, this house is maybe a hundred thousand over asking. Yeah. It's over overvalued. Yeah. And you know, there are times where I tell them, you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but this is what I feel that your property is worth. And you know, they might get upset or say, Well, you know, it's worth this, you know, and they say, Well, in that case, you know, I really wish you well and I hope you the best. Good for you. you know? I mean, because you're just you're just being honest with people. You're not trying to you know, do whatever you can as a lot of agents are that are just so desperate for a listing. They'll go in there, they'll overprice it. They'll, they'll not tell the sellers the truth. They'll discount their commissions to nothing. I, I, I just don't believe that is what we're here to do. You're taking away from them. You're disservicing the seller. You're certainly devaluing yourself and your family's own worth. And so I just don't think that's the, the direction agents should go. So let me ask you, let me kind of change directions. What, how are you able, this is really where the rubber meets the road. How are you able to have, to, to get up every day because of the success you're having and prospect every day without complacency setting in and stay accountable to yourself of every day you show up and you do the work? That's another really great question. And it's hard. It's hard. And I'm sure that, you know, everybody else, you know, in your, in your company and things, you know, would agree that, you know, you have some success, things are going well, but then you, you can't forget what got you there. You know, because like you said, you know, you start making, you know, getting all this business, you know, if I was to stop prospecting right now, it would be a slow burn, but I'm going down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just the case, you know, and I have some people that I've met that I think will turn into more business through the CRM and things like that. But, you know, I'm in the idea that I'm going to continue growing and I will probably make calls my entire career. That's right. And that's and the that's business we're in. And that's it, you know, and there Great are times mindset. where I get down there and I'm, I'm ready to go and I'm going, oh, you know, this is going to be, you know, here we go again, you know, because not every call goes super well. You know, it is, I, I do have a pretty high success rate with the for sale by owners. I think comparatively speaking to some other numbers I've seen, but it just, it can be hard. You know, so you just have to decide, you know, how bad do you want it? That's right. That is the mindset right there. How bad do you want it? Most agents are just, they're all talk. I mean, 
you could only imagine how often I hear agents that say they want it right until it's time to make the phone calls. Then all of a sudden their goals change. You know, it's a, it's amazing <laughs> how that works. So, uh, so let me, so your advice for new realtors. Okay. So you're rewind the clocks. You're getting your license all over again, knowing Justin, what you know now, what would you say to yourself that other new agents that are watching this episode could learn from? It's a great question. Um, if I was to start from the very beginning, I would have gotten that CRM established from day one. That was my biggest mistake. And I'm still brand new. So I didn't waste too much time, but I wasted three or four months where I could have been taking all these people, putting them into a database and staying top of mind with them. Because I think that is the biggest key that I've learned in my first year is the follow-up and staying top of mind and keeping these people in a database That's you know, right. and treating this like a business. I watched your video the other day about creating a practice and that is exactly what we're here to do. And if you do that in to any new realtor, you know, if you are making these outbound prospecting calls, you know, or if you're knocking on the door, whatever works for you, for me, the phone works great, but you know, you can door knock, you can do other ways, direct mail, you know, but whatever it is, it, I think that communicating on the phone is at a high level of communication with these people. And if you're able to do that and develop those skills to be able to have those conversations and ask great questions and build that rapport, then, you know, get them into your CRM if it makes sense. And don't just throw anybody into there. You know, if you had a conversation, you got an email, well, you know, are they, do you think that they're going to sell their home someday? Well, if they're not, then they shouldn't be going in there. So don't overbloat your CRM. And just make sure that you're following all the things that Brandon is teaching because he has been my soul. You know, I've had other people tell me things, but I watch all of his videos and it's extremely effective if you do it right. What great advice. And again, thank you for, for the kind words. We are here to build a sales practice. And when we have the mindset of that, Justin, you said it better than I could. You know, we're going to spend time in lead generation every day, we're going to put people that we want to serve into our database, we're going to follow up with them by providing value. And over time, our businesses will grow. It's as simple as that. So Justin, listen, man, I am glad that we had an opportunity to connect. Uh, thanks for, for, we had to move this around a couple of times on you. So I really do appreciate it. You're going to inspire a lot of new, new real estate agents uh, when we upload this to YouTube and to our podcast, probably the same way you learned about me. And so is there a way for people to reach out to you, connect with you, ones that you've uh, inspired from today's episode? Where can people find you? Yeah, 100%. You can find me. Uh, I work with the Mike and Melissa Barker team, and I work with Remax Select Realty. My name is Justin Trainer, T-R-A-I-N-E-R. If you find me, you'll find my website. You'll find all my contact information there. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Love to have you back on the show in a year from now and see how far the business has grown. So I want to thank you so much for, for pouring back into this real estate agent community. Thank you so much for ha having me. It was an honor. Awesome, Justin. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Okay. Take care.